Welcome to EHS on Tap. I'm your host, Jay Kumar, Editor-in-Chief of EHS Daily Advisor. This week, I talked to Jade Brainerd, Product Director at KPA, about year-end safety reporting. And now, on to the interview. I'm joined today by Jade Brainerd, Product Director at KPA, and we're going to talk about year-end safety reporting. Welcome, Jade. Sounds good. Thanks, Jay. Good to be here. Good to have you. And uh, I was wondering if, uh, as we start off, if you could tell us a little bit about yourself and KPA. Yeah, absolutely. Um, As you mentioned, my name's Jade Brainerd. I'm the product director for for KPA. Um, So I'm responsible for product direction and and what we're building next with our software solutions. Um, I've been with KPA a little over 15 years now, um, which is an intense focus on providing practical and highly configurable EHS software solutions to our customers. Excellent. Um, So, you know, we're we're approaching the uh, the end of 2022 and uh you know it comes sort of uh for a lot of safety professionals uh time to kind of think about you know year-end safety reporting so i was going to ask you what's the best way to approach those year-end reports yeah so when when we think of year-end safety reports probably the most common reports that come to mind are thought of as those regulatory reports right like osha logs um every organization is really responsible for preparing those, but reporting really goes beyond just basic incident and injury reporting. Um, Safety reporting is intended to be an evidence-based method of assessing the strengths and weaknesses of of your program. And when I say evidence, think of data, numbers combined with a narrative. And high-performing safety teams are using the safety reporting to ensure that they're capturing as much data and much, as much information as possible on these safety-related events, and then compile that into a readable format that informs key stakeholders. So when preparing these year-end reports, um, I think the most co- or most um, important approach to take is uh, prioritization. So prioritizing you know, your regulatory obligations, um, your, your reports maybe to your, your, your customers, your consumers, and then other key stakeholder reports that you might be engaging in, KPI reports and, and other, other items. So I listed regulatory obligations first because this is your low-hanging fruit. This is the, the reports that are, are going to be the minimal expectation, um, but it's also a required, um, you know, the data in there that's captured is going to be used to inform other reports. So you want to start here to make sure you have these reports that are then they're complete and they're accurate. So when it comes time to report them, the data that you're reporting matches maybe what you're reporting earlier to the rest of the business, to your consumers, to your leadership team, to other stakeholders. Um, so really starting there and then and then expanding. Um, not every organization you know has KPI safety reports that they're reporting on. Um, uh, kind of on an on a end of year basis, but the ones that do are often looking at many different measurements and it really just depends on, on what's relevant to um, to their particular business. Um, but, you know, like I said, it, it's important to prioritize and because those um, regulatory obligations are going to inform the rest of your reports. Makes sense. Um, what are some key indicators to look for as you're doing this? Yeah, so... Um, there's a few of them. I'd, I'd say probably five um, that come to mind. 
And I think these indicators are important to consider regardless of whether you're preparing those regulatory reports or whether you're preparing other internal reports uh, for key stakeholders. So um, the five I would say is, is make sure your data is complete, uh, make sure it's accurate, make sure it's, it summarizes results, make sure your data is relevant, and then it's actionable. So those are kind of the five key areas I, I, would, I would take a look into. And if we're to you know, unpack that a little bit more, um, number one is make sure your data is complete. So one common issue that comes up when preparing these year-end data reports is just not having a, a complete look at the big picture, not having a complete view of data. And that's because of we have, we have missing data, whether it be on our OSHA recordable information or, or other stats from internal reports. And having missing data can really skew our results um, and misinform the information about the true performance of the safety program. So having an organized structure of what data expectations you have, um, making sure we're getting data collected from all the locations, from departments, from all levels of severity, um, to make sure we have that complete view before we can begin kind of analyzing and, and, and driving some um, um, some, some results from that data. Um, secondly, making sure that data is accurate. So another common issue of those end of, end of your reports is having that data accuracy. So are we classifying the incidents accurately? Are we over-reporting or under-reporting OSHA recordables? Are we not capturing enough detail in the records? You know, maybe we've mis, um, mis understood you know, the, the key exact nature of an incident or where it occurred or the events sort of leading up to it um, that can really misinform the, those um, end of your results. So completion, accuracy, and then getting into you know, more of our you know, big picture, let's, let's tell a story of what happened, are we summarizing results? So the purpose of year-end reporting is not just to you know, have total stats of our injuries and illnesses, but to tell a story of performance. So maybe our report is comparing the results this year um, to previous years and, and celebrating key successes, maybe safety awards or systems that have been implement, implemented, but what story are we telling about you know, the, the progress we've made on the safety program this year rather than just giving a you know, point in time, here, here's where we are, here's our, our total um, counts of whatever it is that we might be reporting on. And, and you know, kind of uh, the fourth item is: is the data we're reporting relevant? So, are those statistics, um, you know, relevant to our business? What story is that telling? You know, maybe we've set at the beginning of the year some specific goals and, and KPIs of, um, you know, how we're going to measure performance. Maybe we're going to look at TRIR or DART, or or maybe we have some more proactive measurements like safety observations and near misses reported and, and training completion, making sure that what we're reporting on speaks to um, our business, our constituents, it's, it's um, statistics that matter to them, that um, you know, they, they know we were, we were measuring and uh, we, can, we can prove you know, how, how we're performing based on that benchmark. And then lastly, is this data, is this report actionable? Um, so you know, does your report deliver insights and provide direction for the future. Maybe you've recognized some gaps in the data completion, um, completeness. Um, so setting, setting goals for the next year to be improve, um, improving engagement, 
increasing reporting, maybe we want to increase by X percentage, but safety professionals in general are, are not just focused on prevention, but they're focused on continuous improvement. Um, and we can always improve our programs and, and further safeguard our businesses um, from employees um, you know, being in risk um, by taking these proactive actions. So having an actionable report and identifying those key areas is important. So those five indicators will kind of summarize there, having completeness, having accuracy of your data, having you know, results summarized, relevant um, statistics, and actionable insights. And I, I imagine it, you know, varies from business to business. Um, but I was going to ask you about leadership expectations. How do you sort of, um, sort of ensure that you're delivering everything that that your leadership is looking for? Is that, you know, do you recommend sort of meeting with them ahead of time just to make sure that you're, you know, covering all the bases? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, as, as you said, and as we've, we've mentioned, um, every organization is different. Every um, company is going to have different KPIs that they're measuring and, and what success means to them. Um, you know, there's, there's some things that are consistently true and, and, you know, that's maybe incident rates and, you know, our OSHA recordables and driving those things down. But aside from that, um, you know, goals and metrics are always going to be different. But I'll tell you one thing that is never going to change about what leadership expects from the year-end report. They expect a report that is as insightful as well as it is actionable. So kind of going back to what we just talked about, about those five indicators um, to be looking for, is an end-of-year report not only demonstrates you know, how we're performing today, right? again, maybe comparing against how we performed last year and um, how we performed against the goals that we've established at the beginning of the year, um, but also where we are going to focus next. So it identifies our, our program strengths. Let's celebrate our wins. You know, here's, here's how we've improved. Um, and it also helps to focus on where we can and where we can improve next. Uh, where are those weaknesses or gaps or um, you know, areas of concern in our safety program? And potentially even predicting, you know, where where our incidents are going to be taking place in the future, um, and that's where we need to be focusing those safety efforts. So, providing a report, you know, de depending on the uniqueness of your business and what you're reporting on, but it needs to be insightful. Tell a story about how we're performing, as well as actionable. Where can we go next, and, and, and where should we focus with data to back that up? Um, what are some common mistakes that? that uh, safety professionals make when they're presenting year-end reports? Yeah, so I mean, not to you know beat the dead horse, but um, it, it really kind of goes back to the two um, two of the items that we just talked about and, and kind of where, where you, um, you know, some indicators to look for um, and just focus on when preparing any of your reports and that's having incomplete data and having inaccurate data. So, in incomplete data, it's a very common issue um, when it comes to preparing these reports. So like we talked about, you know, with, with OSHA reports, it's maybe under-reporting or over-reporting. So maybe not having the right controls in place and processes, um, you know, across your, your business um, units to appropriately classify or categorize incidents um, as reportable. And we get into a situation there where we sometimes over-report and sometimes under-report, and, and neither of those are a situation that we, we want to find ourselves in. 
um, both you know will skew the results and not give an accurate report of you know really how we're performing. Um, and then when we talk about you know just more stakeholder reports with reports that are maybe more um, proactive in nature, um, trying to capture the footprint of participation in the safety program, and that's measurements like safety observations, near misses, training completeness. It's so important to have complete data there. Data speaks for itself. It allows organizations to establish baselines and benchmarks and goals and, and keep moving forward. But the more complete our data is, um, the more accurately we're going to be able to depict the, the state of our safety program and have confidence that we are headed in the right direction. So, you know, having complete data is, is, is a big mistake, a big issue for all organizations, really. Um, and then having that accurate um, data, being able to classify things correctly, um, you know, just because an incident is subject to a worker's compensation, you know, claim doesn't necessarily make it OSHA recordable. Um, and and that the reverse is, is true as well. So making sure that you have controls and processes in place to make sure you're capturing all the data across your business units. Um, and you're capturing it accurately. Um, a lot, a lot of businesses are starting to pay, place a lot of focus on ESG reporting. How does that kind of factor into, you know, sort of what you've been talking about in terms of, you know, I, I imagine it adds another layer of just, you know, information and, and different things you need to look at because it's pretty wide ranging, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, here we're kind of talking about safety specifically, and ESG really spans the. Uh, you know, again, across the business uh, with an environmental report, sustainability reporting, um, you know, making sure that you're a good steward of your environment and um, um, the community. But safety plays a big, a big role in that. So, you know, um, you know, proving that you're um, a, you know, a good steward of, of managing your, um, your workforce and you have their best interests and well-being in mind. You know, not only are we tracking and managing data, but we have controls and process improvements in place um, to lower these risks, lower hazards, to, you know, be tracking more than just what's happening, but uh, having those preventative measures. So by all means, all of the, the safety reports that we're talking about and, um, you, know, you know, those key performing indicators to, you know, drive continual improvement play a big part in ESG reporting. And um, you touched on this a little bit, but how do you sort of use your year-end report as a springboard for next year uh, in terms of just preparation and, and I guess what you're looking for? Yep, yep. So, you know, I, I think there's there's two things to focus on. And I think every organization, um, you know, would, would agree that, you know, no matter how 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 good or, or you know, um, um, you know, new uh, their, their, you know, data collection process is, um, but to focus on two things. Um, focus your efforts to improve your data collection process and define your organization's KPIs. Organizations that have strong safety reporting systems in place, they can identify, collate, and analyze all their core safety-related information. Um, and as we, we talked about, using more data will empower you to make proactive changes where you need them most. So use this as an opportunity to improve your data collection plan. And you can, you can do that by starting to identify what types of data you need to collect. So what do we want to analyze? 
Um, obviously, we need to focus on that, the, the core information of, you know, are we currently able to accurately and efficiently and consistently collect all of our regulatory information? And then where do we want to go beyond that? So what data we need to collect? Maybe we also want to capture safety observations, training completions better and improve that, or maybe near misreporting. And then when do you want to collect the data? Does, does some of this need to be collected real time? Is it, is it daily? Is it weekly? Is it monthly? Um, and then where do we want to collect the data? Um, are there you know, certain locations, department levels, by position, um, business units, you know, kind of what is that hierarchy or organizational structure where we need to um, ensure thing, um, information that's captured is um, categorized correctly so that we can build reports and we can separate information by establishment for regulatory reporting or if we want to drill down by by region or by other you know business units within our within our um, our structure making sure that we're collecting that in the right place and then lastly how are you going to collect the data do you have a practical approach to uh, for data capture that fits your business needs if you have you know team members that are that are in the field without internet connection and you're expecting you know, real-time um, you know, data processing, making sure that you have the tools in place to make that a, a realistic expectation. So when you set these parameters, you can start to standardize the collection process. Um, doing so is gonna help you um, get more accurate data, um, which accurate data turns into insights that are as close to real-world events um, as they can possibly be. But, as I mentioned, it's really important to keep your expectations realistic, um, not only in, in how you're collecting data, but what you expect. You're not going to go from an organization that today you're strictly capturing, you know, incident rate, and that's all you capture. And now we're going to collect a 50 data point, you know, um, collection process and, and do that overnight. That's not going to be realistic. So set something that's achievable. Um, and set a date for you know trying to refine and, and reassess your plan as you progress. And once you've really focused on your, your data collection process, now you can start to define your KPIs. So these key performance indicators um, are measurements of the different parts of the safety program, um, and they, they are used to create valuable reports that generate those actionable insights and assessments that we can then use in, in next year's um, safety um, report. But in order to capture the right KPIs, and again, they're different for every business, we need support from leadership. So get some, for, some support from the senior executive management and identify, you know, for your business, how do we measure success? Um, what are those leading and lagging indicators that are relevant for our company? And, you know, maybe our leading indicators are different from another business. Um, maybe we're, we're, we're focused on, you know, encouraging participation. We want more reporting. So we want um, to track safety observations and we want to improve the number of safety observations that are reported from, from this year to next year. And that's going to be one of our key metric that we're looking at. Um, so most organizations already know how, how to track a few KPIs because mm -hmm. of OSHA and, and workers' comp carriers that require them to do so. But but KPIs don't just measure workplace incident and injuries. Use, use correctly, if we have the right KPIs in place, we can use those KPIs to drive down our OSHA cases and, and those that, that really tell 
you know, kind of how, how we're performing, um, but um, other KPIs act as that kind of proactive measurement. All right. Well, Jade, that's uh, great advice. Thank you so much. This has been great. Great. Thank you, Jay. All right. That wraps up episode 128 of EHS on Tap. You can find more information about the show and listen to on-demand episodes at ehsdailyadvisor.blr.com. You can subscribe to the show on SoundCloud, Amazon Music, Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I hope you join me next time.